You're listening to Rama for Today. And he suffered no man to follow him, save Peter and James and John, the brother of James. And he cometh to the house of the rulers of the synagogue. And he seeth the tumult, and, and them that wept and wailed greatly. And when he was come in, that is, come into the house, he saith unto them, Why make ye this ado and weep? The damsel is not dead, but sleepeth. And they laughed him to scorn. But when he had put them all out, yeah, you got to put people out sometimes before you can deal with something. Amen, that's absolutely true. I found that sometimes in my own experience before I could, I tried and tried, couldn't get people healed. I put everybody out and got them healed and stuff. Welcome to Rama for Today. Kenneth E. Hagan continues his teaching, Miracles of Healing Series, Volume 3, next on Rama for Today Radio. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagan for today's message. And then the, the next healing was uh, Peter's mother-in-law. And then we did discuss the healing of the multitude, which is not individual. But there in Matthew, he goes a little bit more in detail about it. And there were some things that we could discuss about it. And then fourth was the leper. And we learned something there. Remember the leper said, If thou wilt, thou canst make me clean. Many people today are like the leper. He said, If, if thou wilt, thou canst. They said, Well, I know God can. Don't know whether they will or not. Well, Jesus answered that. I will, he said. I will. I will. Glory to God. And then the paralytic. Uh, that is the man that was born by four and couldn't get in the house, you know, because of the multitude. Took him upon the roof and let him down in the presence of Jesus. And then number six, the lame man at Bethesda. And then number seven, the man with the withered hand. And then number eight, the woman with the spirit of infirmity. And then number nine, the centurion servant. And then the, the Gadarene demoniac, or the madman of Gadara. So now we come today to number 11. And that is the woman who touched his garment. Praise God forevermore. Now, notice in connection with this, because really there are two here. We could say 11 and 12 here if you wanted to. There are two in connection together here. The woman with issue of blood and the raising of Jairus' daughter. So let's back up just a little bit here and, and read and get the connection here. Because you see, in this fifth chapter of Mark, we have been studying about this madman of Gadara. And we studied about the fact that uh, this man wanted to go with Jesus when he left and that Jesus suffered him not, 19th verse of the 5th chapter, Howbeit Jesus suffered him not, but saith unto him, Go home to thy friends, and tell them how great things the Lord has done for thee, and hath had compassion on thee. And he departed and began to publish in Decapolis how great things Jesus had done for him, and all men did marvel. Now notice the 21st verse. And when Jesus was passed over again by ship unto the other side, now that is, he came from the land of the Gadarenes across uh, the little sea of Galilee to Capernaum and landed there with his disciples. So much people gathered unto him, and he was nigh unto the sea. And behold, there cometh one of the rulers of the synagogue, Jairus by name, 
And when he saw him, he fell at his feet and besought him greatly, saying, My little daughter lieth at the point of death. I pray thee, come and lay thy hands on her, that she may be healed, and she shall live. And Jesus went with him, and much people followed him, and thronged him, and a certain woman. See, it went on to tell about this woman with the issue of blood who touched him as he was on his way to Jairus' house. Now, we stopped off reading there with that 34th verse, and he said unto her, Daughter, thy fate has made thee whole. Go in peace, and be whole of thy plague. Now, let's go on reading with the 35th verse. While he yet spake, there came from the ruler of the synagogue's house certain, that is, certain people, in other words, which said, Thy daughter is dead. Why troublest thou the master any further? As soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, he said unto the ruler of the synagogue, Be not afraid, only believe. And he suffered no man to follow him, save Peter and James and John, the brother of James. And he cometh to the house of the rulers of the synagogue, and he seeth the tumult, and, and them that wept and wailed greatly. And when he was come in, that is, come into the house, he saith unto them, Why make ye this ado and weep? The damsel is not dead, but sleepeth. And they laughed him to scorn. But when he had put them all out, yeah, you've got to put people out sometime before you can deal with some cases. Amen, that's absolutely true. I found that sometimes in my own experience before I could, I tried and tried and couldn't get people healed. I put everybody out and got them healed instantly. Amen. And you'll see sometimes Jesus did that. Well, who would object to following Jesus' example? No Christian would, of course. And so, when he had put them all out, he taketh the father and the mother of the damsel and them that were with him. That means Peter, James, and John. Peter, James, and John, and the father and the mother of the damsel was all, see them that were with him, and entered in where the damsel was lying. And he took the damsel by the hand and said unto her, Talitha Kuma, which is, being interpreted, damsel, I say unto thee, arise. Now that's Arabic, he isn't talking in tongues. And straightway the damsel arose and walked, for she was of the age of twelve years. And they were astonished with great astonishment. And he charged them straightly that no man should know it and commanded that something should be given her to eat. Now, I think before we get into our lesson, there's something that I ought to explain to you because, you know, that sounds very confusing from this same chapter here. That here's a man, the madman of Gadara, over there in the land of the Gadarenes, that Jesus, when he wanted to go with him, he said he suffered him not, but said to him, go home to thy friends and tell. Go tell it. Go tell it. Go tell it. Go tell it. Go home to thy friends and tell them how great things the Lord has done for thee and how that he has had compassion on thee. 
And we read that he departed and published. Departed the Decapolis and published. And yet, here he raised this little daughter from the dead. She had to be not only healed, I mean raised from the dead, but healed. Because if she had to been, she had just raised up and wasn't healed. Whatever disease she had, would she have died again immediately? Are you following me? And so, he said, uh, told him not to tell it. Now, doesn't that sound strange? Now, you see, some folks, and, and, and you run into this. You know, and it's quite amusing. I mean, uh, on one hand, you see, you can take the story of the madman of Gadara and you can, uh, other, other scriptures that we've looked at here, other individual healing where Jesus told him to go tell it. And, and, and you can say, well, now, you see, he said, go tell it. Jesus said, go publish it. If you've been healed, go tell it. And then on the other hand, somebody that's opposed to divine healing, because they do it all the time, I hear them and read after them. They said, well, even if you wasn't healed, you wasn't supposed to tell it, because see, Jesus said right here, don't tell it. Well, now, isn't that a contradiction? Uh, who's right about that? Well, you see where the trouble is. Remember something that, that, that Paul told Timothy? Study to show thyself approved unto God, to work and need not to be ashamed, rightly divide the word of truth. You see, the reason they get into trouble about that is they don't rightly divide the word of truth. Now, why? Why did Jesus say here in Capernaum, after the ruler of this, uh, uh, this ruler of the synagogue's daughter was raised up from the dead and he, he, he exhorted them not to tell it. Don't tell it. Now, while you're there, it might be very interesting to examine something else in connection with this. See, this is the fifth chapter of Mark that we're looking at. Now, it might be very interesting for you, if, you, if you'd like, just to, to look right here into the uh, seventh chapter of uh, Mark. And uh, we'll read something here. We see here that... Uh, Actually, I want to read from the 8th chapter, and then we'll read the 7th chapter too. We'll read from the 8th chapter first, some scripture. Now notice that uh, here, Jesus, they bring unto him one. He cometh to Bethsaida. That's the 22nd verse now. He cometh to Bethsaida. And they bring a blind man unto him and besought him to touch him. And he took the blind man by the hand, and we're going to get around to him after a while in our discussion. But I just want to make a point right now. Took the blind man by the hand and led him out of the town. That is, he led him out of Bethsaida. Wouldn't minister to him there. And when he led him out of the town, he spit on his eyes and put his hands upon him and asked him if he saw it. And he looked up and said, I see men as trees walking. After that, he put his hands again upon his eyes and made him look up. And he was restored and saw every man clearly. Now, I noticed something in the 26th verse. And he sent him away to his house. That is, Jesus sent this blind man who was now healed, who is seen, away to his house. Saying... Neither go into the town, that is into Bethsaida, 
nor tell it to any in the town. Notice that he didn't tell him to tell it other places, but don't tell it in Bethsaida. Now, the reason that he here, Capernaum, Bethsaida is not very far apart. If you've studied the scriptures closely, you'll find that prior to this time, Jesus had pronounced a curse upon Bethsaida, Capernaum, and Chorazin. Woe be unto thee, Bethsaida, Capernaum, Chorazin. If the mighty works that had been wrought in thee had been done in Sodom and Gomorrah, they would have repented in sackcloth and ashes long ago. Now after that, you see, he said, that's the reason he didn't heal anybody in the town of Bethsaida. And he called, he took him out of the town. And then he said, don't tell anybody in the town about it. But see, they wouldn't believe it anyway. Amen. And here in Capernaum, Jesus wrought more miracles and did more healings in Capernaum than the other city. You're listening to Rama for Today. Right now, let's join Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. We have a wonderful offer for this month. Uh, it is a flash drive that has 50 sermons on it from, you know, last uh, camp meeting. Yeah. We celebrated 50 years of camp meeting. Right. And so we put together uh, sermons from all 50 years. Right. Uh, from different speakers. Like we got a camp meeting coming up right that's away. That's right. That's right. And so uh, that's 50 sermons. And then your book, Create the World You Want to See. And my CD, Whatever You Need, God's Got It. That's right. And that's for a gift of $45 or more. For a gift and of $45 or more. That Man, is that's a, a good, good, that's a good deal. deal. That's right. A good deal. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. That's toll free. 1-888-FAITH-99. Tomorrow, Kenneth E. Hagan will continue his message, Miracles of Healing Series, Volume 3. That's tomorrow on Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan.